Well, hello and welcome to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. I'm John Stillman alongside Joel Johnson, Certified Financial Planner and the CEO of Johnson Brunetti, the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies. He's been published in Forbes and the Hartford Business Journal. You see him as the host of Better Money on WFSB Channel 3 on the Saturday and Sunday morning news with Kara Sundland. Also, Better Money on WCBV Channel 5 in Boston. He's the author of six books, most famously The Money Map. And he's here with us today. Joel, I have to say, uh, you're putting on a very brave face even after the loss of Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, what a sad thing. You know, I was in high school when Van Halen's first album came out, and uh, that definitely changed music. Disco was huge before that. Um, Even bands like Kiss, if you could believe it, came out with some disco stuff. I don't know what happened there. But but then Van Halen came out, and it just ushered in a whole new era of... um, of styles of music so uh yeah pretty amazing my son and i of two of my boys and i saw van halen up at uh the massachusetts um i forget what they call the theater up there near boston um just a few years back so it was quite the show david lee roth is a little annoying if you ask me but um but the uh the band is good so i take it you're uh more pro sammy than dlr i think sammy hagar is just an amazing singer yes but Different. And it's interesting, you know, when we talk, I, I used to think, oh, yeah, this is, you know, Van Halen's for young people and so on. And then I wake up and I'm 58 years old and <laughs> our retired clients are, you know, grew up with Van Halen, too. So it's a different world, you know. Yep. Well, uh, we'll jump right into some financial planning topics that might affect people who grew up on Van Halen's music. And uh, if you'd like to get in touch with the team at Johnson Brunetti, that number to call is 800 705 1232. We're going to talk, Joel, about some awkward moments that you've experienced and folks in your firm have experienced because, quite frankly, part of being a good financial advisor is helping people just navigate awkward and uncomfortable situations that relate to their money. So um, I'm curious how you would help somebody who's been in this boat or, or maybe you have guided somebody through these particular scenarios that I'm going to give you. Like, for instance... Uh, a client wants to remove one of their children as a beneficiary on their accounts. Uh, that that has to be an uncomfortable family moment. You know, it's actually not uh, uncomfortable for us as financial planners because it's very, very common. And sometimes it's a complete removal of one of the beneficiaries. Other times it's sort of this equalization situation where maybe one child has come into a business and the other ones aren't. So that one child is going to inherit a significant chunk, maybe the whole business. And so there's sort of this equalization that takes place where now the other kids might be the beneficiaries on some of the other accounts. Um, but it, it, you'd be surprised, John, it's not uncommon at all. You know, these days, I mean, if you think about it, if our average client is uh, 60 to 65 years old, that means that their kids are typically in their late 30s, maybe 40s. There might be divorce situations going on. A lot of times, you know, if there's multiple children, one of them or two of them are estranged uh, from the family. And so it's not that uncommon. And for us as financial advisors, it's really not an awkward moment. A lot of times between the spouses, it's an awkward moment because they feel sort of ashamed to come into their financial advisor's office and and talk about these things. But um, typically we set them at ease very, very quickly because it's not a strange thing at all. And and I let them know that. I say, this is is not uncommon and um, everything does not have to be split equally. And many times as they brought the kids up, they've treated the kids differently, right? I mean, like if you look at my four boys, when my my oldest 
was growing up in junior high and high school, we were not that well off. We were very comfortable. We not, were not as nearly as well off as we are today. And so his younger brothers maybe had access to certain things that he did not. And so we might consider some kind of equalization or gifting currently that would offset that. Interesting. So it doesn't necessarily have to be that something nefarious happened. It could be, as you said, just an equalization, making things more fair across the board. How about this? I'm sure you've worked with couples. You've worked with them as a couple for years, and then they're getting divorced. How do you handle that? Can you work with both spouses? Do you say, well, you got one of you needs to pick. I'm not going to work with both of you. I can continue working with one. How does that situation work? We, we can absolutely work with both spouses, but statistically, I, have, I cannot think of a situation that I've come across where both spouses stay with the same financial advisors. In fact, we get referrals all the time from divorce attorneys saying, hey, I want to send you a client because the client no longer wants to work with the spouse's financial advisor. And typically what happens is, you know, it's this, there's one spouse that had more of a key relationship with the financial advisor and then the other person was kind of in the background with that financial relationship. And typically that person that was in the background wants to go find a new person. Um, it's definitely with women tend to seek out a female financial advisor. I mean, that's just the way it is all the time. And that's why we've got two, you know, two great female financial advisors with our firm. But that's not always the case. So typically the spouses split up as far as getting financial advice and so on. And that's pretty normal and, and that's okay. We'll just, uh, we'll be here for the person that wants to still work with us. We can still work with both. I can, I, actually, I, I said a while back, I could think of a couple, I can think of no time where it's happened, but now that we're talking here, John, uh, I think of two times where both spouses are still with us. And obviously there's confidentiality issues there too, right? Now we can no longer talk to spouse A about what spouse B is doing with their investments. There has to be this wall, just as there would be if two people didn't know each other that we were working with. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Another potentially awkward moment. I know that you've had people crying in your office just because of some kind of financial stress or, you know, sometimes there's not even a specific stressor. It's just that talking about money makes some people cry. So how do you navigate those situations? Well, again, John, that's not uncommon. And when you've been in the business for 30 years, like I have and helped so many people, it's, in fact, I can think of a couple times this year where there's been loved ones lost and the survivors in our office crying. And we just, we just listen. That's all. I mean, it's our job to listen. It's our job to be that person that they can talk to about anything. Most people don't feel comfortable talking about money with friends, um, even with other family members, and we're there. So it's not uncommon to have somebody crying in our office. And many times after the fact, they feel a little more awkward than we did. For me, again, I've been in the business for so long, and it's, there's very few things I have not seen. And so it's okay. And um, actually, it's normal. And I think sometimes it's very healthy for someone to have somewhere they can go to get rid of the stresses about money um, or even to you know, cry because there's relief. You're listening to Money Wisdom. We're talking about potential uncomfortable or awkward moments that a financial advisor might experience and how somebody like Joel can help you navigate those moments. Uh, how about somebody who's just made a really embarrassing financial decision? Like somebody got scammed out of some money or maybe they had some addiction issues and blew through a lot of money that way. Um, and you know they're coming to you trying to help them pick up the pieces of what's left of their wealth, but they just have this this shame and this embarrassment about their past choices. 
Yeah, and a lot of times, John, when it's a situation like this, particularly somebody's gotten scammed out of money or there's an alcohol or addiction issue with the other person, maybe time, maybe their partner or their children have um, an addiction or alcohol problem or some type of other problem, maybe a gambling problem, they're really ashamed. You hit the nail on the head there, John. People are ashamed. They feel embarrassed. They feel like they've been stupid or something. And, um, and so we just try to ease the client's mind um, when it comes to that. And, you know, we can't go back and reverse things a lot of times, um, but we can get a fresh start. I like to call it a reset. In fact, this year, um, we've been talking about that a lot, this reset. This is a good time to reset your financial priorities, to step back and say, what's really important to me? And how do I line up my money with those priorities? And many times when there's a situation in a family where somebody's been scammed out of money, a lot of times it's mom or dad. Somebody will come in and say, hey, my mom or dad got taken advantage of. We just do a reset. We start, you know, we can't control the things we can't control, but we can start over again. When it comes to addiction and alcohol issues and things like that, um, you know, there are things that can be put in place with us. And also from a legal standpoint, we'll, we'll bring one of our partner attorneys involved, uh, get our one of our partner attorneys involved where we can put up guardrails so that the person that does not have a problem doesn't get either taken advantage of or sometimes people put themselves in the position because they want to help and they're actually hurting. So we can put up some financial guardrails and some things in place to prevent somebody from being taken advantage of. What about Joel, somebody who is just in the middle of a squabble with their siblings, like parents have passed away. They're trying to deal with the estate. It seems like if you have more than three siblings involved, there's almost always going to be some kind of issue, some kind of disagreement. How have you helped people navigate that kind of stuff? Do you have a day or two to talk about this, John? I mean, (laughs) the floor is is, the family dynamic. Anybody that knows, and it does doesn't just come to finances, is is just incredible. I mean, you know, there's been a family house. Let's say there's a family house up in Vermont, and um, you know, one person has gone up there and cleaned it for the last five years and spent time up there. You know, one heir has gone up there and the rest of the heirs haven't, and so that heir might feel like, hey, you guys don't take care of this place and I do so I deserve to have you know, to have it to inherit it um, so there'll be a lot of situations like that you know very common situation is so and so one of the one of the heirs has been taking care of mom or dad while the others are scattered about the country doing their own thing and they feel again and I'm not saying it's right or wrong but they feel like there's there's a little more input that they should have but it's not always just getting more of the inheritance it's just getting more input on the decisions where all of a sudden, you know, a brother Bob shows up from California and he, he comes in as if he has just as much right to speak as somebody else. And sometimes he does, but it's just the way that things are handled. Cause you know, look at my four boys, they're very different in personality. So somebody can come in and things get taken the wrong way. It's a very sensitive time anyway. Many times the funeral has been a challenge. So now splitting up the estate is, is difficult also. And then there's always those surprises where mom and dad had a will or a trust, and it doesn't say quite what the kids thought it said. And so it's a challenge. And we just, again, we sit there and listen. Obviously, we have to follow the law. Um, but many times we're able to sort of de-escalate the situation and and you know, we're just good. We're just good at that. Um, our job is part psychologist and 
forgive me, my psychologist clients and friends out there. I, I know I'm not trained in that area, but we have to listen and we have to mediate. I guess that's a better word. Um, we're part mediator when it comes to these situations because our goal really is to not just handle the money in the way mom and dad intended it to be handled, but also to leave everybody with a feeling that that we've listened and we've been fair and we can't really do anything if there's a quarrel or a you know dispute amongst the kids that remains on and maybe causes some resentment and so on, but we can certainly handle on behalf of the parents of their estate with dignity. Last potentially awkward situation to mention, and I know you've seen this dozens of times, if not hundreds, somebody knows they need to make a change from their current financial advisor, whether it's moving over to work with you or somebody else. But, uh, you know, they've been working with that person a long time. It's a family friend. It's just it's hard to sever that tie. How do you help people navigate that? We just let them know that it's it's common to make a change and it's not a, a bad thing. And, you know, if somebody wants to move their assets over to us and typically it's because their advisor, their financial advisor specialize in a different area than we do. Maybe they've outgrown their person. Um, maybe there hasn't been a, a sense that the person's really listening to them. And so they want to move their assets over to us. Uh, I always tell them, look, if you ever want to leave us. We know that you've thought about that for a long time. We will make the transition easy to take your money and your investments somewhere else. Um, we will not give you a hard time. We will not make you feel guilty because unfortunately too many times in this business, you try to take your money away from a financial advisor and they rant and rave and you know they've had the money so long they've forgotten it's your money and, and it's just a very, very awkward situation. And so it doesn't have to be, you're going to find out real quick the maturity of the advisor you're working with when you call up and tell them, look, we, we want to go in a different direction. We just feel more comfortable this person specializes in something different. And, um, you know, many times people want a financial advisor where we do at Johnson Brunetti, we specialize not just in the investments, but the estate planning, you know, some of the different things we've been talking about here, the family dynamic, um, asset protection, tax planning, all of those things we encompass. We're not just a investment manager. And sometimes as people get older, many times people want to work with somebody that can be a one-stop shop with all things financial, all things legal, all things tax oriented. Bottom line with all of these potential awkward or uncomfortable situations, Joel, is that it's not a reason to run away from the financial planning process altogether. It's just that you need to have the right person helping you navigate these issues and I know getting that money map retirement review can be a nice, easy first step for a lot of people who maybe are facing something awkward. It's just sort of a non-threatening way to start the process. It's very non-threatening. I mean, as you've heard me say many, many times on this radio program, it's easy. It's simple. We keep it simple. Um, people can come in and talk about one account if they want to talk about one account. Maybe they don't even want to talk about money. Maybe they want to talk about this family dynamic that we've been discussing so far. Just come in and make a phone call, make an appointment. We are available. There's no obligation. 1-800-705-1232. Just call that number. Set up a time to come on in and discuss whatever you want. We like to do a money map retirement plan for you, which consists of organizing your finances on one page. It's not an Excel spreadsheet. It's very visual and colorful. So you get a great sense of where you're at. And if you have a partner, um, it's a nice way that you can have a meeting together and both of you are speaking the same language. We do an income projection and analysis to make sure you're going to be okay for the rest of your life. And we'll do an analysis of your portfolio because most people right now, their investments do not line up with their goals. So that's the money map. Come on in, you can get that. Or if you just want to come on in and have a discussion over a cup of coffee about one area that concerns you, um, come in and, and you know you can come in with the intention. We're not going to turn any of our money over to you. Johnson, 
and Brunetti, we're just going to get some advice and that's fine too. We're here when you need us. And so call, call that number, set up an appointment. We have limited appointments available. We just don't have a wide open calendar. So you want to get on the phone and call us now, set up a time to come on in 1-800-705-1232. Again, 1-800-705-1232. Call now. Again, there's limited spots available, but we want to give as our gift to you during this time, during this incredibly difficult year an opportunity to get your own customized Money Map retirement plan. Again, that's 800-705-1232. 800-705-1232. It's your chance to come in and go through that completely complimentary process to get your own Money Map retirement review. 800-705-1232. You can call or text that number whichever is easiest for you. You're listening to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. Joel is a certified financial planner and the CEO of Johnson Brunetti, the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies. Joel, let's open up the mailbag, see what kind of questions we have for you today. We'll start with Martin. Martin says, we have the opportunity to refinance our house at a lower interest rate, but the problem is it would be a 15-year mortgage and we only have five years left to pay now. We're 60 years old and the idea of still having a house payment until we're 75 seems like a bad idea. What do you think? You know, this is the situation where you can take this in an analytical way because I can prove to you on a piece of paper that you're better off having a mortgage throughout retirement, but some people just can't stand the idea of having debt. Um, But if you're comfortable having a mortgage, then I think it makes sense to have a mortgage. And as far as having five years left to pay, you know, it's a cash flow decision. Um, If you refinance that mortgage and take a longer period of time, you'll lower your payment most likely and you'll have more cash flow. And also you're getting a tax deduction on the interest and therefore, you know, you're you're possibly giving the opportunity to maybe pay 3% pre-tax on money and earn maybe 4 or 5% um, before tax on money. And you've got a nice spread there. How about Teresa who says, what's your opinion of flipping houses as an investment strategy? I know people that have gotten very wealthy flipping houses. I know people that have gotten either wealth, even wealthier, teaching people to flip houses. And so this is one of those things that for most people, the idea sounds better than it works out to be. Now, I am not saying at all that you shouldn't buy houses, fix them up and and turn them over and sell them for a profit. Um, But it is, for the people that have done it well that I know, it's a full-time job. It's an absolute full-time job. You're going to put in, you know, certainly 30 to 40 hours a week if you want to make a lot of money. And you better know what you're doing. I, I don't know how to fix anything at the house. I've got people out you know, in my yard right now building a fence. Um, I've got somebody come on, coming over to look at pipes. I, I just don't know. I would not be a good candidate to buy and flip houses because I'm going to pay retail for everything. But if you're handy, you can do really, really well. If you like fixing things up, if you can get costs uh, down to a wholesale level for work, or if you're willing to do a lot of work yourself, and if you have the cash to be able to not be forced to sell at the wrong time, you can do pretty well. I mean, think about it. If you can make $40,000 a house and you can do 10 of those a year, that's 400,000 bucks. Even after taxes, it's a good chunk of money. Even before taxes, it's a huge chunk of money. So um, I have no problem flipping houses, but I would not have that be your main investment strategy. Again, for most people, for most people, I would not have that be the main investment strategy. Not to completely change subjects on this, but I want to dial in on something you said right at the beginning of that answer to Teresa's question. You said, a lot of people have made money flipping houses. A lot of people have made a lot of money teaching other people how to flip houses. Uh, It reminds me of back during the gold rush, the people who made the most money 
were not the people that panned for gold and found gold. It was the people selling the picks and shovels to help other people pan for gold. And that's just something to keep in mind. Something you have to be careful of is getting advice from people who are really making their money pretending to be an expert but haven't necessarily really done it themselves. Yeah, you want to make sure that you're getting advice from somebody that that hopefully is in the business. Now, there's a couple exceptions. I can think of a good friend of mine that I know who's probably one of the largest. Um, he's not only a real estate investor himself, but he also teaches people across the country and across the world how to invest in real estate in different ways. And um, typically, those are average people. They're not very, very wealthy people that are being taught how to invest in real estate. And he does do a good job. He's got a ton of integrity. But you do have to be careful. There's a lot of people just they're selling these programs for you know, $300 a month. And they know that most people are never going to implement those programs. They're allowing people to buy those programs and finance them. And it's the same folks that are already in financial trouble. So you just have to be kind of careful who you're getting your advice from. But, you know, that all that said, buying houses, fixing them up and reselling them is a great way to make money. I just want people to go into it with eyes wide open. It's a job. It's like any other job. It is a business. You've got to look at it like a business. It's not something where you're going to work an hour and a half a week and make a ton of money. I have never seen that. Um, But for somebody that's good at it, they can do really, really well. And I've known people that have quit their jobs just to do that. And they've done really, really well. But again, it's it's few and far between. Uh, Most people are buying a dream that somebody else is selling and it doesn't work out. All right. One more question in the mailbag for you, Joel. This is Billy who says, I have a variable annuity that seems to have a nice income guarantee associated with it. But I've heard several people say that variable annuities are usually a bad deal. What am I missing? Well, you know, you're missing the fact that uh, everybody has an opinion on things and sometimes that opinion is right and sometimes it's wrong. So let's just talk about the variable annuity that you have. Um, Let's talk about the negatives first. First of all, variable annuities can be very expensive. They can be the type of products that are a little confusing to understand and a little confusing to try to find out where the expenses are. And so that's the wrap that they get. And and many times that wrap is well-deserved. You know, if you've got mutual funds, and you're trying to make money on the mutual funds, which is what the investments look like in a variable annuity, and yet you've got to drag on those funds because of a two and a half or three or three and a half percent fee, you're go- it's, it's a little bit like pushing a rock uphill. It's going to be hard to get that rock uphill quickly when you've got when the rock weighs a lot, right? And that's what those fees represent. However, there are some variable annuities out there that have income guarantees that are very, very attractive and you couldn't get today. We recently had a client pass away that had a variable annuity where the actual value of their variable annuity was something like $350,000 and the beneficiary got $800,000 out of it. And not only that, but the gentleman had been taking out, I think, thirty-five dollars to $40,000 a year for the last eight years. So he might have put in, I think, about a half a million dollars into that account. And when all said and done, got well over a million dollars out of that account with all kinds of guarantees. And so, you know, sometimes the products make a lot of sense. Many times they do not. Do not get rid, Billy, of the variable annuity until you make sure you get in front of somebody that's a fiduciary that can explain exactly how that account works. And here's the thing. Here's the problem. I'll give you a little peek behind the scenes in my businesses. Many times, a lot of financial advisors will just take some stock idea they've heard, oh, variable annuities are bad or mutual funds are bad or don't ever buy whole life insurance and just spew that advice out there without really understanding the products. I can't tell you how many times I've said annuity to somebody, to another person in my industry, and they've got this opinion that's completely unfounded. And so you've got to be careful. I mean, it's a little bit like the old cash value life insurance. Very few people today understand cash value life insurance. 
And yet, why do the wealthiest people in our country buy as much cash value life insurance as they can get their hands on? So there's a disconnect there, right? And so you've got to be real careful when you get advice from somebody that doesn't quite understand the product. So, you know, we're, we're experts in any kind of insurance product, variable annuities, long-term care, fixed annuities, indexed annuities. We'll give you an honest opinion. And, um, and if it doesn't make sense to drop that, we won't have you drop it because a lot of advisors will tell you drop it just so they can get you to invest that money in something that they're peddling. Well, Joel, that Money Map Retirement Review is going to help answer a lot of questions like folks have had in the mailbag today. One more time before we get out of here, if somebody would like to take advantage of that, how do they do it? Give us a call, 1-800-705-1232. By the way, you can text that number. You know what? I was talking to somebody the other day. You know what happens? People are afraid to call because they think that on the other end of the phone, somebody's going to pick up and they're going to be this highly trained salesperson that just hammers them. So let's just talk about this right now. We don't have any highly trained salespeople answering the phone. Just call. Most of the time, you're going to just have to leave a message. Um, But there are limited amount of appointments. So you want to call 1-800-705-1233. To schedule a time, come on in, get your Money Map Retirement Review. It will benefit you again, whether you become a client or not. Again, 800 705 1232. That's 800 705 1232 if you'd like your own Money Map Retirement Review. Call or text 800 705 1232. Thanks so much for tuning in to Money Wisdom. We'll talk with you again right here next week, same time, same place. Have a great one. Money Wisdom is sponsored by Johnson Brunetti. Investment advisory services offered through JB Capital LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products offered through JN Financial LLC. Johnson Brunetti is a paid sponsor of the Yukon Huskies athletic program. Better Money is sponsored by Johnson Brunetti.